Say hi. Hi. I'm Amber Rodriguez, and you're watching The Recount Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of The Three Count Podcast presents Now Entry the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right, the man that leads you up this mountain called <laughs> wrestling. You could call me your Sherpa, but like every Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you have. So it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. Today, we have the man from SWF, IWA, Titan Championship Wrestling, SAW, WrestlePro, CZW, PWM. He is the pub bully, the big deal, Craig Steele. Wow, I've been a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do the research, though, man. You got to let people know. <laughs> That's a, this is a little deal, Austin Steele, on my shoulder, because he's always next to me. Hey, let's go. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> you going to play? Go play with your toys. All right. All right, all right, man. But, yo, first question right off the jump is, who's Craig Steele? Craig Steele is a veteran of uh, many years of pro wrestling, uh, married with two kids, you know, get the whole nor- normal uh, everyday life. But I also am a gentleman's club manager as my full-time job. So I have a lot of hats that I wear. Understood. Understood. I know, like, I've been peeping your your IG page, and I was like, very lucrative business, it looks like. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it pays the bills. Pays the bills. That's what. <laughs> Me and wrestling here. Bet, man. So, you know, we met at uh, SWF a few weeks ago. And uh, and our listeners, when they see this, are going to be like, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, man, like I was taking photos and stuff like that. But legitimately, I saw your match and I was like, dude, I have to get this guy on the show because, you know, one, you just, your merch table looked so fly. <laughs> and then two, I was like, this dude backs up like everything that he's like presenting, right? Because one thing that I've kind of noticed through like wrestling is that you could talk a big game. But if you don't back it up, you just you you look like false advertisement. But you're you're not that guy. Like, and that's why I was like, man, I gotta gotta bring him on the show and talk to him about like how you were able to one, like kind of play um, out everything that you've done, and then also like how you've come up with your character and like how you've developed everything throughout your time. Well, to be totally honest, it's not really a character. You know, it's what you see is what you get with me. I the guy that's in the ring, the guy that's on the microphone, the guy that's talking to people, wrestling, that's just another extension of my reality. You know, a lot of guys are, you know, they come in, let's say a guy is says he's uh, a plumber or he says, you know, he's a garbage man or whatever, like whatever character they, they portray. I'm a gentleman's club manager. That's right. Nico Rico's a garbage man. That's right. Nico Rico's is a garbage man. <laughs> I'm, I am what I say I am. I'm the big deal. You know, I've lived this lifestyle for many years. You know, everything I say I mean, uh, it comes off sincere because it is sincere. It's my actual 
person. It's who I am. So, you know, when I cut my promos or, you know, my, the style, you know, that I wear or the style that I talk or the, you know, the way I carry myself, that's legitimately who I am. So that's why, you know, when you say, you know, I back up what I say, I am what I say. So, you know, it's my, it's, it's who I am. And that's, and that's, that's awesome. Cause I do hear about like a lot, like I know there's other people out there who like they portray one style, but then like, I hear like audiences connect most with people who are just like authentically themselves because they can relate to those people. And like, one of the things like I've like started to like kind of pick and, and try to pull, right. Is when I first started like getting into the sport, I used to try to be like this, like hardcore, like, this is who I am. Pay attention to me. And I realized like, it just wasn't connecting with, wasn't connecting with me. And if it's not connecting with me, obviously it's not going to connect with them. If you're not comfortable, if you're not comfortable, you know, saying what you're saying or acting like you're acting like you're acting like in this wrestling business, this, you know, it's, it's, it's a show, you know, there's a lot of people that, that pretend like there's something or they're, you know, they're, you know, they say, oh, I care about these things or, or uh, I'm better than you because of this, or this is, you know, this is how I, you know, I live my life. So, you know, so that's how I'm going to be on TV or I'm going to be in a ring. But the, the majority of these people, you know, you can see a guy say, oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a vegan and I'm, you know, and, uh, I care about the environment, but then you're smoking cigarettes and eating cheeseburgers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, if you're not comfortable, if, if what you say when you're, when you're talking to the people or acting out the way you do, if you're not comfortable, you know, if you don't believe what you're saying, nobody else is going to believe you. You know what I mean? So if you don't, if you, if you're thinking to yourself, Oh, I'm this, I'm this street fighter and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kick your ass and this and that. But if in real life, if you ain't never been in a real fight in your life, <laughs> why is Joe Schmo sitting in the second row going to believe that you're going to kick some dude's ass if you ain't never kicked no dude's ass before? Right. You can't, you, you know, you can't come off as hard if you're not hard. Right. You can't come off as, you won't come off as genuine. And, you know, the grassroots to the root of this whole thing is if you're not genuine and believable, nobody's going to care what you're doing in there. Nobody's going to get behind you. Nobody's going to boo you. Nobody's going to cheer you. If you get no reaction, that means they don't believe anything you're saying. Yeah. And that was like a problem. Like I had when I first like started running into this and I remember my trainer pulling me to the side and he was like, he's like, I can see that you're struggling to try to get this across. He's like, so what do you like to do? And let's get that. And I was like, well, really? I was cause, cause because I was a, because I was a veteran, right? Like I was in the military, like people just automatically assume like you get to these military dudes are like, we're very, you know, stoic, very front and center. And, and I was like, that's not me. And so we, we changed things. Right. And we brought me out. And so like the person that you see, like off camera is the same person that you see in the ring, like just out there loud, talks a lot of shit. Like this is who I am. And then, and I, I started to notice that more people were connecting with that because obviously it's relatable. And I was like, good. And I just keep, I just keep amping it up now. So I was like, I genuinely saw like the, the difference and it was like overnight. I was like, I'm going to keep pushing this. So I just 
if you, if you're like if you you're in the military, that's a, one. It's a great thing. But if you're, you know, if like there's people that are in the military and they live, eat, breathe, and die, drill sergeant and you know, serious combat, you know, all that. But if you're in the military and you, you know, and you didn't get broke by the system, you're not gonna, you're not gonna portray that. You're not gonna feel that, you know. So you're gonna like, you gotta, you gotta let your stuff come out, and you'll know when you're, you know, when you're, when you hit the right stride, you get the right feeling because you're gonna relax and you're not gonna get all stressed out and you're not gonna be worried about what you're saying. You're just gonna say, like. Get in the ring. If I'm cutting a promo, I don't write down what I'm gonna say. I don't think about what I'm gonna say. I grab the microphone and then I say what I think. Oh, you know, wow. and that's how you know. That's how I think the best way to go about it is. I don't think you have to, you know, you know, you you don't have to be, you know, frozen and you know, thinking straight. I need to. I need to get this point across. I need to do this. I need to do that. You don't need to do any of that stuff. You just gotta like let it flow and once you let it flow you know the people are gonna believe you you know and yeah. you're, you're, it's a process it doesn't happen overnight no and yeah and i'm still and i'm still building and still still working on it and so and it's getting there right and it's funny because like uh one of my other friends um he was like dude he's like just in like the three month time span that i've had to like mess around and play a lot more he was like you definitely see a path and you're just now you're just walking your path and he's like you definitely understand where you're at in this in this system so, yeah, man what, it's cool. when you and what you're doing what you're comfortable in who you are you know it, it'll make it it'll make it a lot easier you know that's yeah. and you're getting comfortable that's that's the most important part once you're comfortable you go out there you can perform you can you can get in the ring you can have you know great matches and you can tell a good story and you can you know have feel that connection there's nothing better the best part of wrestling to me is when you get that connection with the people where you can feel like you can feel their energy and they're with you there's and there's nothing worse in wrestling than when you feel nothing right you That's know? Like, it's funny you mentioned that man because there's something like i remember hearing on uh, eric bischoff's ted talk where he was talking about like like whether people <laughs> boo you or they cheer you like business is good He's like, it's, it's a reality yeah. when you don't have that reaction is one of the biggest issues when you don't get a there's nothing worse than nothing you know if they're booing you if they're cheering you they care if they don't say nothing and they're just sitting on their hands they don't care that means you're not doing your job right right Austin yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we're going to talk about some other reactions that people might have for you. So what's been like one of the worst bumps you've taken? Uh, a few years ago, I'm going to say like five years, maybe at a, at a, it was a PWS show at, at Starland ballroom in Old Bridge. There was, the place was packed. We oh, were, it was a multi-man yeah. match. It had a bunch of guys, you know, like, no, 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 and no, no, I took no, no, a, I took a Tower of Doom superplex off the top. What? What? I'm down. You want to come downstairs with me? No. He don't want to. Stay with me. Hold on one second. He's gonna. He wants to stay up here because he's playing. All right. I took. So I took. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. 
So I took this Tower of Doom and it was the when we landed, the first two guys on the bottom landed first. Mm-hmm. And the, this, then I landed second. So when they landed, the, the ring was on the way back up. So when I hit, it was like a brick, like I got like I hit a brick wall. Mm. You know? And at that time I was probably close to I was 350 pounds. Oh no. And when you when I landed, I was like, man, that's this sucked. And then, but in my mind, I was, you know, my adrenaline was going. I felt, you know, I didn't, I didn't even think about it. And then when I, when I settled down that, that night, I locked up, my whole body locked up. That was probably the worst. Or to be honest, you know, another one that really stinks. Nothing like when I was just starting out, I would do like the street fights or whatever. And I took a, like, I would, we were on the floor and all I did was take a punch from a dude on the floor and I took a flat back on the floor, but I took like, I, like a real, like I drove myself through the ground. Like it was in the ring flat back. Cause I didn't know any better. And that, that knocked everything out of me on that one. <laughs> Those oh. are probably, were probably the ones I remember the most of just like, man, but I've had like, you know, I blew my knee out in the ring. I blew my shoulder out in the ring. I had concussions, all that stuff. But, like those just one boom those were probably the, the ones that hurt the worst yeah it's it's always the ones that like that instant like that's why I, I love asking this question i get asked like the same question but i'll get like a hundred different answers and like every soon as someone sees it they're like oh and then like one clicks and they tell me about it and i'm like that's how you know like a hundred percent sucked <laughs> oh, and like and then you like pee in blood later in the night and you're like man that just sucked <laughs> yes. that, those are the ones, man. I try to avoid those like the plague. I try, if I'm taking a bump on the floor, like, you know, I try to, if I do like, let's say I do a dive or something, not, you can, you can brace your own fall and all that stuff. So if you're missing a dude, you can still get your arms out there. You can still tuck and roll. But when you take a straight, hard, flat back bump on the, on the concrete, that was, that was miserable. Miserable. Yeah. so aside from that then let's change it to the next part of it right so that's the worst bump what's the hardest you've been hit i'm gonna say i was 19 i did a wxw show in pennsylvania the old samoans shows and i did a i was booked in a in like a six-man tag and then at the end of the night there was a cage match and uh we had to do a run-in on the cage match and Samu hit me a, uh, hit me with a chair shot. And it was at like, it was, I think it was like 1998, 1999, when everybody was just getting creamed and didn't, you know, you didn't think about concussions or none of that stuff. Right. It put my hands up or nothing. And I just ate it. I ate that chair shot. And that was, whew. I remember I was like, I'm in the back and my buddy's like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And I drove home completely concussed i drove like two hours from allentown to where i was living head spinning that that'll stick that'll stick with me forever yeah. that was you ever take a, an unprotected chair shot from a samoan you'll know what i mean <laughs> nah man <laughs> like i'm good yeah, you're, trust me <laughs> even like he wasn't taking liberties or he wasn't doing like it was just, it was a straight chair shot. 
I knew it was coming. He knew he was throwing it. It was, you know, it was what it was. It was that time, you know, that time, that, that era of wrestling. Right. Man, and I, you know, back then you just eat it, go in the back, you say, thank you, sir. You know, you get your payday or whatever, drive home, you know, you know, and you man up. You don't you pretend like nothing, like it didn't hurt, you know. Man, that sucked. <laughs> All right, well. Let's talk about stuff that happens post-match, right? So what's been, like, one of your favorite post-match meals to, like, go out to a show? Like, if you have to have that one match or that one snack or meal, what is it? Like, now that I'm, like, getting in shape and I'm losing weight, you know, I'm getting I'm – I'm, sm- I'm smaller than I was and I'm, you know, in the gym and I'm training and I'm, you know, eating healthy and whatever. My favorite thing to do after post-match is eating a nice chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> Give me a soft chocolate chip cookie after a show. So I, mean, I don't got to go out drinking with the boys no more. I don't got to go, you know, party and any of that stuff. Just give me a nice chocolate chip cookie. Best part about Rawway Rec Center, you know, which is the rest of the home of wrestling pro was back in the day was Jersey All Pro and then it was PWS. And for years, we've been in that building. I've, I've wrestled dozens of matches in that building. And their snack stand always had those soft chocolates from cookies. Mm. And I always, I would always get a little pack of cookies after a match. And my buddy, Mario Bocara was, that's my dude. He would sit, we would sit there and we would eat, the, we would eat one of those cookies. Yeah, me. You too, right? Yeah. I like. <laughs> and we'd sit there like, ah, it's cookie time. Yes. <laughs> cookie time. I feel like that's like. You know, because, like, I'm not, I'm by all means, like, I'm not a spring chicken by any means, right? But, like, it is something about, like, a good dessert, like, especially after a wrestling show that just, like, hits the spot and lets me know, like, hey, we about to yeah, enjoy like, this ride home. <laughs> I'm, big, I'm not a big ice cream guy or any of that. Give me a nice chocolate chip cookie. I'm good. That's all I need. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. Like, I know uh, recently, like, we were in Delaware. And we were driving home and uh, we stopped over at like Wawa's. I remember walking in and like I grabbed like a quick like a quick meal because I didn't eat anything all day. And I remember like the last thing I left in the car, my buddy's like, well, what are you going to do first? And I was like, I left the sub, right? And I just grabbed, um, I think it was like a rainbow cookie or something like that. And I just opened it and just started mowing down on it. And he's like, why are you eating a cookie first? I was like, listen, we're driving. If a car decides that wants to come head on with us and hit us. At least I want to know that the last thing I ate was the best thing I picked out. Oh. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to that. I got food. I got food stories. One of my best friends in the world is Danny Moss. All right? He's my son. He's Austin's godfather, the little guy. That's his godfather. And anytime we would do a show in Brooklyn, there's a, there's a, there's a sandwich shop in, in uh, Bay Ridge called leone's right so if you're ever in brooklyn i think it's on like third avenue or something there's a sandwich shop called leone's and they make these big like sub sandwiches like the chicken cutlet and the prosciutto and the mozzarella and all that stuff we would we would always stop in there on the way in get a sandwich wrestle and then eat one of those sandwiches and i'll tell you what it was great but it's packed with like garlic and pesto so then, you know, after a, a rough, you know, after a hard match, eat one of those sandwiches and then you're driving home, you get the bubble guts. Yeah. But it, feels, it tastes good going in, but, you know, 
but that's that's another one that that's a big uh, that's a big favorite of mine. Leone's in Brooklyn. If you're from Brooklyn, you know Leone's. And then you start burping, you just feel like all of it come back up. No burps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So my other question now, right, is just kind of it's one I like like asking a lot of wrestlers is what's been like one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn like in the sport. Hardest lesson you learn in the sport. You got a lot of acquaintances. You don't got a lot of friends. You can't trust anybody. <laughs> don't trust nobody because the guy that you think is your boy, you know, would the, would be the first guy to jump up if you if you messed up and lost your spot. They're the first guy that would jump into your grave and get it. So you can't trust anybody. They'll do what they you know. A lot of people in in this business are untrustworthy. You know. Don't you got to be careful what you say, what you do, how you act, you know, you know, when I was a kid, you make a lot of dumb kid mistakes, you make a lot of dumb errors and you trust the wrong people and you get heat with certain people and what, you know, and that's, you know, it, it's going to happen. So you keep your nose straight, keep your ears open, keep your mouth shut and don't make, don't get too comfortable with anybody because you you know you're gonna you're gonna run into issues that's a big one and then you get butt hurt or you you know you get you know your feelings get hurt because you really think you're friends with somebody and then they they end up you know they turn out to not be that that close of a friend to you you know yeah yeah that's wild i mean like i i we could chop we could chop stop like after afterwards i get, get your opinion about some things but um so with that being like one of the hardest lessons you've had learned, what's one of the best advice that you would give to up and coming wrestlers? Work hard, you know, don't get a big head in regards to what you do. Don't, you know, you, if it, you're going to have people that are going to put that battery in your back and make, you know, tell you you're great and tell you you're this or tell you that don't ever believe the hype. Keep working hard, you know, stay focused and humble. You, you know, those are the those are the most important things I think you can do, and and you know, you know, never never turn down an opportunity, you know, and you know, always you know, work hard. If there if you gotta if you know, if you're the guy that's there to to help clean up or put chairs away or whatever, do all that stuff. You know, take the advice from the veterans. Super important. If you if you got like a like a a long vet. It doesn't have to be like a guy that was on TV, but if you've got a guy that's been in a wrestling business 10, 15 years, he might never have been famous, but get his opinion on things. Let him tell him, ask him to watch your match. Ask him to tell you the things that you need to work on, things that, you, that you're good at, that you can grow with, you know, things that you might be, maybe should stop doing, you know, those things, those things are helpful. You know, I still, to this day, I'll be like, yo, can you watch my match and let me know what you think about this particular sequence of moves or whatever, or this spot that I, that I thought of, or this transition, you know, get the opinion of as many people as possible because your idea, you know, of, of something that, you know, that makes sense or is cool, you know, somebody that's been, been in the business a long time might look at that and be like, ah, it's too much or, or it doesn't make sense for, you know, what you're doing or who you are. Right. You know, so get, get that, you know, get people, get as many people to watch your stuff as you can, you know, you know, I'm not the guy that says go around and shake everybody's hand. And you don't have to do all that, you know, be polite to everybody. Don't be rude to anybody. Don't act better than anybody. Cause the kid that the kid that 155 pound kid that, you know, has ripped gear 
and doesn't have any kind of, you know, can't cut a promo or, you know, or is just starting out. That dude could be, you know, the, your ticket to something big in the future. You know, treat everybody the way you want to be treated. You know, never, never feel like you're better than anybody. Those are some things that, you know, that I carry with my with myself. You know, I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, it's it's the the cool thing about like the wrestling side of everything. It was when you asked a question like that, man. It's just good life advice as well. Like, yeah, it's that, anything. Just be a good person. Be a good person. Don't be a phony. Do what you know. Do the don't do Austin. Don't do that. You're gonna break my thing. My son's over here breaking collectibles. Which they're not even like wrestling toys. They're like my they're my baseball collectibles. You're gonna break my stuff. I'm gonna get mad. They're not toys to play with. Look, he's got wrestling. He's got he's got baseball players and he's breaking. Put them back in your things. That's what my son does. He tears my shit up. <laughs> Bedtime. So you get ready. <laughs> All right. So then let me ask you, man. Uh, seeing that you've been in the, you've been around for a long time, you've probably been to a lot of different locker rooms. So I just need one do and one don't of the locker room. Don't smell. <laughs> wash your gear, wash your ass, wear deodorant. Don't be the smelly guy. Don't, you know, don't take somebody's chair if, if you know, their shit's on it. You know, don't, you know, those are the don'ts, you know. You know, be polite, you know, ask for advice, ask, you know, don't touch anybody's stuff. Don't touch going anybody's gear. I'm not like, I'm like, don't rib people in, you know, in malicious ways. Don't mess with anybody's stuff that they spent their hard-earned money for, you know, things like that. Don't do, yeah. you know, but like I said, be, be, be polite. I, I'm a, I like to have a good time. I'm not the kind of guy that is, oh, I'm not going to be serious and, you know, just focus on my match. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on my match, but I'm going to have a good time because, you know, I'm, it's my escape. I'm there to have a good time. I'm going to, I'm going to have fun, have a good time, you know, you know, make, make the, the locker room as light as possible, but do it in a, in a polite way. You know, those things I like to do. I like that. I like that a lot. So those are really like the heavy hitting questions and topics that we talk about, but we got to come to the second best segment of the three count podcast. People ask me what's the first It's the red dog power ranks that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. But this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. Big deal. This is how it works, man. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast and whatever your answer is, that's your answer. All right. So, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. All right. And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite movie? Oh, favorite movie. Um, shit. Pass. I'll go back to that. Okay. <laughs> X-Men or Avengers? Avengers. Favorite color? Black. So I'm changing this question that I wrote down here. I could tell you after show what it is, but I got to know, man, the 95 Braves or the 2021 Braves? Oh, the 2021 Braves, because we didn't blow. <laughs> Listen, we, we, we had five, five chances to win it before. This was, this was a complete surprise. 90, 2021 Braves all day. <laughs> Favorite vehicle? 
uh, Cadillac Escalade. Hey. Uh, a golden ale or an IPA? Golden ale. I don't drink that IPA shit. <laughs> Favorite podcast? I like the Jim Cornette podcast. I like that. <laughs> Nominate one person that you want to see on the show. On your show? Yeah. Uh, shit. I'd like to see New, New Jersey legend Judas Young on your show. Okay. <laughs> so we'll go back to this one before we ask the last question. Favorite movie? All right. Favorite movie. I'm going to go with, uh, uh, I'm going to go with Goodfellas. Yeah. That's classic. Yeah. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask everybody, and you can censor yourself if you choose to, but favorite curse word. Oh, shit. <laughs> Earmuffs. Earmuffs. What's your favorite bad word, Austin? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I like it. <laughs> well, those are all my heavy-hitting questions. So the last thing I just need from you is to let all of our viewers and listeners know where they can find you. All right. So this weekend, Friday night, I will be at... Uh, the ISPW in Toto in New Jersey's PAL. I'll be in action. I'll be in the Rumble to determine the new ISPW heavyweight champion. Saturday night, which is, what's, what's that, the 23rd? Yeah. Maybe Saturday night I'm in uh, Tom's River, New Jersey for Titan Championship Wrestling. And then uh, I have December 6th. No, December 4th. I'm sorry. December 4th, I'm in Nutley, New Jersey at the Nutley, Knights of Columbus, at the Nutley Knights of Columbus for IWA Wrestling. I'll be defending my uh, IWA Breakthrough Championship against Chris Barton, who's a nice, young, up-and-coming big man. So that's my newest stuff. And this Friday night, after the, uh, after the ISPW event, you guys can come down to Taboo Men's Club in Linden where we have our bartender Gogorama. So that's the big party this Friday night as well. So you want to come meet the big deal, have a beer with me or whatever. After the ISPW show, come down to Linden. You can see me at Taboo. And there you have it, where you can find the man himself. So like I said, this is, hey, we got to take this, got to take this home. All right. So that means this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Ancient Ring. And like I said, I am your Sherpa, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling, but it's never about me. It's always about who's entering the ring because every good Sherpa has a greater Sherpa who will show them what they can do, how they can get better, and, you know, they can do it more efficiently. So it is here. He is here. The big deal. Craig Steele right there. You guys see him and you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there or you just wait for this episode to end you wait for the outro and then you choose another episode to listen to peace do it hey three count podcast listeners it's your host the icon chaz evans here make sure you follow us on all social media platforms that's uh the facebook that's the twitter that's the instagram that's the snapchat when we don't have snapchat the photo but we don't have photo bucket but make sure you follow us on all those things at three count podcast or at three count underscore pod that's on the twitter by the way three count underscore pod but yeah definitely also make sure you check out our youtube channel 
and uh, subscribe to our videos. And if you really like us a lot, a lot, definitely go find us on ProWrestlingTees.com slash the number three count pod and get yourself a three count podcast t-shirt and make sure you continue listening to us.